1: Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version. I am Scott Jensen, joined as you uh, join with you as always on Fridays with Andrew Laird. Uh, this is Championship Week, Andrew. We've made it this far. It's uh, it's it's weirdly seemed like it's gone really fast. We got to like Week 14. I was like, I can't believe the season's almost done. It seemed like the first few weeks were so uh, you know we're so worried about suspend or uh, you know, suspensions of games and who's going to play and if we were going to make it and it kind of just like took off on a roller coaster after that. So we're at Championship Week. Um, tell you what, we have two awesome games. We have two three-point spreads, two totals over 50. It's kind of a dream for football fans, fantasy fans, DFS players, whatever it may be. Uh, I'm really looking forward to
2: this championship weekend. I'm just excited to see Tom Brady in another conference championship game. I don't know about you. Has so. he
1: been in any lately? It seems like it's been a long time since he's been a championship.
2: Um, I saw on a distant television at the gym early this morning that this was uh, his 14th conference championship game, and I believe the next highest – ever is eight
1: yeah it, if he if they win it's his 10th super bowl which yeah. is absurd to absurd say like i just there's so many years where i was like well montana and i'm like okay i'll just i'll just be quiet now it's like it's really super tough bowls, yeah ten super bowls is really insane if he did it with a different team too it's like even more it's just uh i uh, but fun, but I, fun games these are these are great matchups
2: yeah i try to give people hard times for being compilers um like i'm on the scott Pianosky uh, Jerome Bettis shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame bandwagon, and yeah. obviously uh, Frank Gore has a special place in all of our hearts as a yeah. surefire Hall of Famer. But um, it's tough when you're like, well, Brady's just a compiler because because he's only has ten Super Bowl appearances, like
1: a com- compiler of like the elite of the elite stats. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's impressive, and they uh, you know he didn't really do a lot against the Saints last weekend. It was um, the Buccaneers' defense, which I think is. Uh, we talked – we talked preseason. I didn't love this Bucs team because I was worried about the defense. The defense has stepped up huge. Devin yeah. White, especially rookie linebacker, is just an absolute beast. Like that dude. You, you throw that dude in the middle of the lineup, and it just totally changed that uh, change sure. that defense. But they've yeah. been they've been so far and away better than I thought they'd be, and better than they were last year. Brady didn't do much last week. I think he was like 50% passing, uh, you know, a couple touchdowns, not a lot of yards. and That, that uh, bailout but,
2: rushing touchdown.
1: The bailout rushing touchdown. But uh, Drew Brees was so horrible and looked so done that it was like – You kind of just felt bad, and you know, if you're at the point where you're like, "Why isn't Sean Payton bringing Jameis Winston in the game?" Like, it it probably is uh, probably is time to move on. You know, Drew Brees all obviously an awesome career, but uh, he looked uh, he looked at the end of the rope last week.
2: Yeah, and we were uh, texting about like the Jameis touchdown. Um, Like, why is Taysom Hill ever a thing again? Like, we we were obviously very anti Sean Payton just because of the ridiculousness that he tries to bring into making our. DFS Live's a little tougher, but, um, yeah, Drew Brees. I, I, I
1: give him credit, though. That play was uh, – he took that play from the Bears the week before, and uh, uh, you complete that pass. Uh, how oh, was that the week Taylor before? Was. Did I mess that up? No, no, no. no. The, the Bears did it to them the week oh, before. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Mims dropped the pass. Yes. And then he ran the exact same play, and Traquan Smith was literally so wide open. It's so funny. You look at that. You look at that play, and, like, four guys went to Kamara. It's, it's yeah. like they have their little – the, the next-gen stats is a like, cartoon drawing of it, and you see 41 go this way. You see four defenders move over. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty wild how it, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to throw back to Kamara. And it's like, oh, Traquan Smith literally ran down the field by himself. So yeah. it was, uh, and you played Traquan, right? Because you
2: always play Traquan?
1: Uh, I did not, unfortunately. I love Traquan, and I missed him last week. That was not a good call. I just I had a lot of Emmanuel Sanders, who was actually pretty good. Yeah, he but, was. Um, it helps when the number one receiver catches zero passes.
2: That's a uh, – <laughs> I was like, I ended up deciding not to play Michael Thomas, and I'm like, I really, like, I really hope I don't regret this, because, I mean, and not that I thought he'd have, like, a gigantic game, but, like, you could easily see, like, 13 catches for 85 yards and two touchdowns, and I'd just be like...
1: Especially
2: with them trailing,
1: you know, the whole, yeah. I guess, the last like quarter and a half of the game, you know, he kind of got bad late, but um yeah if you told me they lost the game by whatever it was 17 points so it'd be like oh well michael thomas at least had you know like right. you said 13 catches but uh he didn't yeah wasn't wasn't in the cards so tampa now uh travels they go to uh they travel last week they, they won in new orleans travels again to green bay uh 29 degrees and cloudy in green bay for for kickoff so not bad you know there's no uh, it's like five percent chance of precipitation so it's not a game where you know 29 degrees to you and me sitting here sounds cold but like in a football game Without any weather, without any wind, like that's very manageable with all the pads on. They're running around. Obviously, it'll be cold, but not like a game where I think the weather like severely impacts what we're looking at stat-wise.
2: Yeah, no, totally agree. And uh, obviously, throwing the football, Tom Brady has plenty of experience playing in colder games. So
1: yeah, I like people like, oh, Brady's got to deal with the weather again. I'm like, well, he dealt with the weather for 108 years, so I think he's going to be fine. (laughs) Uh, Green Bay is favored by three, kind of a home field advantage kind of thing there. You know, both these games are pretty much even on a neutral yeah. field. Three-point spreads. Over-under this game is 51.5. Um, you know, the Tampa defense being really good probably brings that down a little bit. Tampa implied total 24.25, uh, Green Bay 27.25, all four of these teams are in the same range implied total wise. It's all between, um, 24 and 29, yep. all, all four teams in there. Um, green Bay's number one in points per game. When you take the playoffs into account and the regular season, Tampa Bay is number two. Um, so we've got, uh, we've got a great matchup here. Tampa Bay scored 30 plus points in five straight games, 24 plus points in nine straight games. They have been really playing well. Um, it, it, the game was, it was a blowout in week six, 38 to 10 Tampa Bay won that game. Um, you know, that's what three months ago. I'm pretty sure we can toss that out. But the fact is that the Tampa really pressured Aaron Rodgers. He had his uh, he had a really bad game. His stats were terrible. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's he's not he's not nearly as good this year with pressure as he is without. It's a really significant drop off. Um, obviously in MVP season. He's probably going to win it. But you know he was he's pretty poor with pressure this year. Um, you know, that probably is the key to the game right there. If Tampa can pressure him anywhere near they did uh, in, in week six, uh, you know, it's going to be trouble for them. But uh, I imagine they'll figure it out. No, no Bakhtari at, uh, at tackle, which does hurt. But uh, I think we get a lot of back and forth. It'd be a matter, a matter of, uh, you know, if Tampa can stop them at all. And, you know, the Rams last week couldn't. So it's uh, it's going to be really interesting on, on that side of the ball.
2: Yeah, that – like, Rogers' whole game against the bug. That, that whole game was weird. Like, wasn't there an early pick six or something like that? Like, very I early. Think yeah. Yeah. Um, and speaking of like quarterbacks in this game that like struggle under pressure, you didn't, you wouldn't think we'd be talking about Aaron Rodgers um, of the two, but um, yeah, I mean, it's a great matchup. I think there's a decent shot depending on what happens with Mahomes that Rodgers is the most popular quarterback on the slate though.
1: Yeah. He's, he's, priced down a little bit. Uh, we'll get to obviously get to quarterbacks in a little bit, but he's 6,500 as opposed to Mahomes 7,600 and, um, yeah, he's the third low. He's the third lowest, and only Brady's below him. So I could I could see that uh, definitely being being the case there too. Then at uh, three forty in the afternoon, six forty your time, we have uh, Buffalo and Kansas City. Kind of think I think the matchup that all of us uh, really wanted when the playoffs started. You know, Buffalo has been the best team in football the last twelve weeks. If you look at weighted DVOA, they are number one in the NFL. You know, weighted uh, DVOA. A little bit different. It takes the 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 more recent games into into account a little bit more. Uh, Kansas City's favored by three over under a fifty-four. That puts Buffalo's implied at twenty-five and a half. Kansas City at twenty-eight and a half. Weather here is not a factor either. Thirty-five and overcast, like two percent chance per precipitation. So I don't think we have any problem here. Uh, That other they played also. They played in uh, I think they played in week six also. I think it's kind of of strange. But Kansas City won in Buffalo in that game, twenty-six to seventeen. Buffalo ran. a really interesting defense. They they pretty much played, you know, the beat us underneath, run the ball, don't throw the ball deep defense. A lot of people teams did against Kansas City, but didn't work well with them. Kansas City ran for 245 yards in that game, 46 carries. Um the 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 Bills played two high safeties twice as often as they did in, in average the rest of the season. It was like 68%, 34% in the rest of the game. So they, hmm. they clearly changed how they played defense. Um 26 points to Kansas City is not bad, so you gotta think they employ some of that, but uh, you got to think they just a little bit because they, they can't get up 250 rush yards and win this game.
2: I mean, even if you even if we knew that they were going to have 200, like, who do you think they're coming from? Uh, Darrell Williams. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> I guess he, so. looked, he looks
1: pretty good last week. But yeah, Clyde <laughs> Edwards, Elair is back and uh, probably give be back this week. We don't know that for sure, but it sounds like he's trending that way. And it sounds to me like. They probably could have used him last week, but figured yeah. they could they could figure it out anyway against the Browns, um and didn't play him. But Buffalo defense is a lot more healthy this year this time around than they were last time. Uh, Matt Milano and Trent Murphy didn't play in that game, so you know, pretty big difference makers there. Uh but Buffalo's eleven and one since that game. The only game they lost was the the DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, Hale Murray yep. play that uh and eight of those wins by ten plus points, which is I mean, they've been dominating Done teams. On, yeah. Kansas said they've won eleven games in a row, which, you know, at the end of the day is all that matters is, you know, who wins the game at the end, but They haven't won a game by more than six since week eight. They haven't covered, I think, since like week six or seven. Um, They've been weirdly winning games, but not killing teams.
2: And they have a beat up Patrick Mahomes if he plays. I mean, it seems like he's going to play.
1: I would take the if out of that sentence because there's
2: no way they're playing
1: this game without him.
2: Like, everybody's
1: thinking that. Like, five minutes after it happened, I'm like, I'll be fine for next week. Like, there's no way they're not clearing him for this game. I don't mean to joke about concussions, and it's very serious. And, um, you know, you could joke about the NFL caring about players or not, but— like, there's no way he's not playing the AC championship game, right?
2: Um, yeah, I heard Roger Goodell actually got uh, his Ph.D. over the week. And uh, was gonna he's say, actually right? going to be the one to clear him, yeah.
1: If uh, if need be, he'll put his signature on that for sure. Right, but right. my favorite was, you see the Colin Cowherd take? No. He said they should delay this game until Mahomes is ready. ready. <laughs> he's like, dude, the NFL needs him. They needs to be the game. I'm like, dude, that's insane. Like, really? You want them to push the game back six days? So, like, one guy's ready? Like, where do you draw the line on that one? So, it's just... Uh...
0: Um, An absurd. No, we just forced him to play.
1: Cal and take, take trying try to get people to talk, and I guess it worked because yeah. we're talking about it. But um, it yeah, I mean, I, he's gonna. I mean, he's gonna play. It seemed like it seemed like he was okay. Like a few hours after, you know, I, who knows what happened in the in the back room and the concussion protocol and all that. But he's practicing this week. I, I'm fully going to this game, thinking he's like 99 sure. Win. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh, who do
2: uh, you have a you have a strong take on who wins these games before we get to the players here? Um. I had this thought earlier today that Tampa and uh, Buffalo would be another Tom Brady against an AFC East opponent. Can you imagine? Um, but um, I I really like Buffalo. Like, I really like Buffalo, and I think the other game is a toss-up. And because I'm so spiteful, um, Brady will probably win it. So, <laughs> Tampa-Buffalo, anyone? I, I like both underdogs myself.
1: Uh, I really like Buffalo. I, I picked Buffalo to go to the Super Bowl before this whole thing started. I will say that I picked New Orleans also, so I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not bragging about how uh, right. well I'm picking. But I uh, I think Buffalo's playing the best football. They haven't, yeah. they haven't been, great. been great in their two playoff games, though. So I feel like they need a ceiling game, and I think it's there, but they need it. Like, if they play the way they did the first two games, I think Kansas City was that game. If they play the way they did, like, the last two months, um, I think that their best is better than Kansas City's best right now, which is, uh, you know, obviously who knows if you're going to get that, but – um, and it a lot of it depends on how Josh Allen deals with the pressure. Kansas City is going to bring pressure, and they, they pressured him really well the first game. And he, I think he had a shoulder issue in the first yep. game. I think it's going to be uh, – you know, they're a different team than they were in week six. But uh, I think it's a matter of uh, if Buffalo can block for him and if they can you know well enough, I think they win the game.
2: Yeah, I think Buffalo wins any close game. I'll put it that way. Like I don't think Buffalo blows him out. Oh, and, I mean, Kansas City hasn't put up a ton of points. Like we've seen them in the past recently, but like um, I think that's the way they win is if they just blow Buffalo out. And I'm struggling to see that. And so any close game, I think, goes to the Bills. Yeah, I think the Bills could definitely score with them. Obviously, Mahomes
1: is going to score too. But, you know, what's funny is that usually like in these games, there's like one matchup possibly like, oh, my God, if that happens, nobody's going to want to watch that. I think all possible iterations of this matchup of the Super Bowl are great games, totally great, games and good storylines. And like, there's there's an angle for all four possible matchups that you're like, that'd be really fun. Like, there's no there's no game like I hope this doesn't happen because it'd be really boring. So it's uh, it, it's a really good setup. It should be a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, totally agree. It's uh, yeah, let's, anybody but Tom uh, Brady though. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the uh, let's get into the DFS angle of it all. But first, a note from our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. With the season-long fantasy football leagues now complete, it's a great time to check out your friends at Monkey Knife Fight, the fastest-growing site in daily fantasy. The NHL and NBA are in full swing, and the NFL playoffs are in swing also. The time is now to take advantage of a 100% instant matchup to $50, up to $50 on your first credit by using the promo code WIRE, W-I-R-E. Visit monkeyknifefight.com and use protocol protocol WIRE today. So running backs are wild, Andrew. We look at it, I'm like, oh, I wonder who's in the running backs. And there is, like, one running back that's, like, an elite top-level guy, and that's Aaron Jones. Um, we On DraftKings, we have one running back above 5,300. So, like, we're going to get to the point, and I played with lineups last week, you're going to pretty much be able to play who you want on the slate. Like, you can't play everybody, everybody. You can't play Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, and two good receivers. Like, the, you, at some point, you got to pick, but – with one running back over 5,300, like you can, you can pretty much do what you want if you want to like try and get Mahomes, Kelsey Hill in. Um, I actually had a lineup last week that I, last night that I played with that was Hill, uh, Adams, and uh, Stefan Diggs, so all three big receivers, and it, it wasn't that hard to get that in. But uh, Jones is clearly the, the top guy in the slate in terms of like talent and stats and all that. He's 6,500, uh, but going against the Bucs rush D, which we've pretty much tried to avoid all season long. Uh, how do you feel about Jones this week?
2: I think there's this weird thing with Jones and it's that he he's obviously the best running back on the slate. Um and we were saying like the prices on on draftings at least are are loose enough where you're not struggling to get a $6500 running back in. No, he has yeah. by far the worst matchup. Um He does. And yeah. with so much I think there are going to be plenty of people who try to play Rodgers and, and Devontae Adams. So that's like, do you really want all three pieces from the Packers? Um, I mean, you could, but like, I just don't. I think people are going to end up playing Jones only because he's like the best at the position. And you're like, well, if I could get the best guy and not like kill my lineup, then I'll just play him. But like, I, do I, don't, you- I don't want to play him. Do you think the running back – like, if someone, like, logs in, you see the running back, you like, oh, my God, this
1: is gross. Like, do you think so many people are like, I just got to play Aaron Jones because the top guy affects how many people play Adams and Rodgers?
2: I don't think enough. Like, I think they're yeah. still going to be, like, really popular, but um,
1: – Yeah, I mean, there's there's only four quarterbacks, so, yeah, I get right. it. But I just wonder how many people are going to slot Jones in right away because he looks so obvious and then be like oh i better play one of the other quarterbacks it, it you know to to be different and not have the whole packers offense against the bucks defense i don't, it's uh, i i'm with you i think that rogers will be really popular obviously only four quarterbacks but uh i just wonder as people build if if they just slot jones in automatically cuz the other you know, or the other three teams just don't have running backs you really want to go to. I mean, we're going to talk about them. We're going to play some of them. We're going to like some of them. But he obviously sticks out like a sore thumb in terms of, like, talent and stats. And we talk about the defense of the box. I mean, the Rams defense is obviously really, really, really good. And he was 14 for 99 last week uh, with a touchdown. Had a 60-yard run in that mix, though. Really nice 60-yard run. But, you know, had a big play that, that boosted those stats. He didn't do a lot with the other carries. But um, the Rams hadn't hadn't allowed 100 total yards of running back since week three. We talked about it last week. Um, Tampa Bay's allowed the fewest, uh, runs of 10 plus yards in the NFL this year. Um, Camara did have a good game last week. He was 18 for 85. So he, he, he actually ran the ball really well, but, um, there's no way around the fact that this Bucs D, like you said, is, is the best running rushing defense on the slate.
2: I mean, fewest yards per carry allowed. Only three teams have given up more rushing touchdowns to, to running backs. Like, um, they do give up a ton of, uh, receptions to running backs or they have, Um, but even that, like you're not playing Aaron Jones for seven receptions. Um, no, I, I, I think he's like a great, I I say this every week about Aaron Jones. Like I think in tournaments, he's great because I just never, his floor just, his floor is good for, I'll I'll say this, his floor is good for 6,500 on DraftKings this week, but we like never get him at this price. Like he's always 75 or somewhere around there, but. And
1: he's not, you're not going to look up and see 24 carries. Like, that's not the way they run their offense. They have Jamal Williams. They pass the ball a lot. Uh, I'm looking at his game log. He had 20 carries exactly once all year. Like, he's not a bell. He's a really good running back. He gets a lot of stats. He gets a lot of touchdowns. But he's not a guy that they're going to lean on for 26 carries.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, it's it's easier to say, I think everybody's going to punt at running back because there's only one over 5,300. But... I just uh I think you're gonna look at what happens when you pay up, you know, up for Jones. Uh what you have to do with your wide receivers and they're there are very, very good wide receivers on this slate that yes. you're gonna be like, Oh, why don't I, I'm gonna skip one of those guys so I can get Aaron Jones's fourteen carries.
1: Yeah, you flip on, on running back, you're like, Oh my god, there's nobody I wanna play and you flip on wide receivers, like nine guys. Yeah, running you running wanna like play
2: two. twelve wide receivers and zero running backs.
1: I, I think you're gonna see a large and heavy uh Percentage of labs are gonna have four four wide receivers this week. It's going for to sure. Be, yeah, I think mean, I don't think I think if you want to be different, I think three running backs will be very different this
2: week. I agree. It's just uh, or two tight ends, even like I.
1: Uh. Yeah, <laughs> there's one tight end that everybody else is like. No. <laughs> right. uh, so let's jump into the other side of this game first. Then we we mentioned, you know, we keep saying one running back over 5,300. Leonard Fournette is exactly 5,300. Uh, Ronald Jones is 4,600. Uh, both played well last week. Uh, Jones was 13 for 62. He only played 21 snaps coming back off the injury. Fournette played 49 snaps to Rojo's 21. Uh, Fournette was 17 for 63 and had uh, five catches, 44 yards and a touchdown. Back to back, really good games in the playoffs. And New Orleans is a tough D like that was a that was an impressive game. We make fun of Fournette a little bit. He's you know, obviously been a, a bust where he got drafted and had some issues, but um, played really well the last couple weeks. Uh, a much better matchup. Green Bay's allowing four and a half yards per carry as opposed to New Orleans, is really tough against the run. Cam Akers was 18 for 90 in a game they lost for a touchdown last week, so you know got some had some running room there. Uh, and the nice thing with Fournette, you know, is that if they do get behind, say, you know they they start, you know, Rogers scores early and they they kind of start rolling on offense, he's going to be very involved in the passing game if they do fall behind, which is a nice thing. He's not not quite as game script dependent as Jones is, but. Jones is really good. Jones runs the ball really well. If they get up, they're going to use Jones. Um there's the difference in price is so small. It's $1,50, dollars I'd probably lean towards net just because of the usage last week. But um yeah, you know, I guess he played either one of these guys depending on how you think the game goes.
2: Yeah. I think obviously one of them, if one of them was out, the other would be such an easy play. For sure. Like we play, pay them sixty, five hundred probably. Like I'd probably easy, play one of them easy. over Jones. Um uh, I think like I think most people go with Fournette just because of the recent usage, and but you have to play him knowing it's very possible that you get a 50-50 split. He's obviously been much more relevant in the passing game, which helps just because yep. it keeps him on the field a little more. But um, it makes Jones a great tournament play. Uh, play the both non non brothers Jones because uh, yep. no one else is. But like uh, it's from a fantasy point perspective like Fournette is the best matchup of any other running back on the slate so other than Ronald Jones because he's his teammate so um yeah I think enough people could play Fournette um because after him it just like if you think there are question marks about Fournette (laughs) wait till you keep going
1: yeah so the other side the AFC game we got uh We have Clyde Edwards-Elaire maybe coming back from the injury. We think he's going to play. They sat him last week. He partially practiced the last two days. And then we have what Devin Singletary on this side who played a lot of snaps last week but didn't do much, didn't touch the ball a lot. They ran the ball once in the first half at least a called running play like Allen had some scrambles and all that but they called one running play in the first half last week against against Baltimore so they obviously they want the ball in Josh Allen's hands whether it's running the ball whether it's passing the ball they're not going to hand the ball off to Singletary a ton he had 10 total touches last week for 37 yards did have 83% of the backfield touches so if a running back gets the ball it's going to be Singletary you know TJ Yeldon is there but like I, you know that's uh, that's a few carries here and there yeah it's tough to figure out what to do here. I like how Darrell Williams looked for last week for the chiefs. He played well in week 17 without Mahomes too. He had a, uh, they had, he had 94 total yards and 17 touches. They only had 19 touches in the backfield. He had 17 of 19. Uh, the bills do allow four and a half yards per carry. So they're not a great rush D either. They allowed some big plays too. They're like 25th in the NFL and percentage of carries going over 10 yards. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like big play potential kind of stuff with the, against the bills uh, rush D, but you know, uh, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards were at 20 for 82 last week. Dobbins did have a good good game catching the ball. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was 21 for 78. Naheem Hines had a really good game against uh, against the Bills. Uh, what was that? The wild card week. Williams is at 4,800. Elaire is 5,000. If I'm playing a Chiefs running back, for me, it's Darrell Williams off the recent usage with the thought that they're going to ease CEH back in a little bit. But obviously, if he looks good and looks healthy, he probably you know probably leans that way. But I, I just like how Darrell Williams looked the last couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, no, I think Williams is definitely the one that people are going to go to, even, I think even if edwards lair is healthy, uh, yeah. or at least cleared to play, no one knows how healthy he's going to be, but like, 4,800 is like a reasonable risk uh, yeah. for Williams, I mean, not and, that Edwards- And, you know, edwards-
1: a, piece of, a piece of the best offense, the highest implied right. total, all that kind of stuff, so you got all that, and obviously it's not a big difference this week as it is normal. normally, so we have a big slate, there's a lot of teams you can kind of throw out, but- I don't know. I just like how, I mean, it's kind of a weird eye test kind of thing, but he looks like he's run the ball hard. It looks like Mahomes trusts him. Um, it looks like that uh, it, it all comes down to how they how the Bills play defense. If they do anything like they did last last time, like, it, he's the greatest play ever because they <laughs> ran the ball 46 times. Last right. time. I don't think it's going to be that way. Kansas City has shifted, had their offense a little bit towards more passing in the second half of the season. But um, I don't know. As, as I did this and built lineups, like Fournette, Darrell Williams is kind of where I found myself falling on a lot of lineups.
2: I just don't know how you click on Devin Singletary's name and, like, this is someone I want in my lineup. Like, we said it uh, last week that he was going to get all the carries, but, like, there was just no evidence that he was going to be used significantly. Like, the idea of, like, 15 and 20 carries was nuts. And then they, with one... I,
1: I give you credit. You talked me off him last week. I was <clears> like, oh, the price, and he's going to be the starter. Um, as I look deeper and you talked about it, I was just like, yeah, it's just, it's just very little there. But he has to, like score a receiving touchdown probably to, to work
2: yeah there there is was just so little evidence that they want to use him in any meaningful way and like in this matchup not that not that it's like a bad one or you know it's a fine matchup but like yeah you it's a contrarian play I think for sure because if you're expecting them to do something they haven't done all season then right. go nuts but like the backup carry, like let's say uh, Williams is just pure a backup. I still want that over Singletary. Yeah, I mean Kansas he
1: gives up a lot of total yards to backfields, one hundred forty one point eight on the year. But like, it just they're just he's not. They just don't use him that way. No. And you know, he could maybe he gets a bunch of dump off if they're trailing and stuff. But I think if he they do, like they just have so many weapons. You know, so many receivers, they have three receiver, four receivers they really like. I mean, yeah, with Davis, Beasley, Brown, and uh, Stephon Diggs, like. They just they, they have enough guys there, and you know Beasley kind of runs those patterns that a running back would run anyway. Like if you need a short six yards, you're like, oh, we'll just hit Cole Beasley. You're not gonna like dump off a screen pass Singletary. Yeah. At this offense, but yeah, I think that I think Bill's running backs comes in fourth for me this week, and it's weird because he's the guy that has the the bulk of the carries where the other two teams, Tampa and um, the Chiefs, we talked about, definitely could split carries. Got multiple guys there, but I don't know, it's just hard to get excited about Singletary's ceiling at all.
2: Yeah, like. I, nobody's going to be surprised if he finishes with fewer fantasy points than both Joneses, Edward DeLair, yep. Williams, Fournette. Like I just don't, I think the only way you, you include Singletary in your player pool is if you're just adamant about playing three running backs. Yeah. And if you are, or
1: or wow. you like the matchup and you just want to be a little bit different. And I, I can see that too, but I think at the price, I just, I, I like Williams more. I Josh like Allen. more. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like Ronald Jones more. I just, uh, I find I find it, I found it hard to get to Singletary myself, yeah. too. Uh, anybody in like the dirt cheap running backs? Uh, I mean, I think everybody's so cheap anyway, there's no reason to really jump down here. But you got Jamal Williams at 4,400, uh, you know, TJ Yeldon at 4,000. I just thought the other guys were so cheap that I had, I had no point to go down here for these guys. Yeah,
2: that's exactly how I felt. Like, if Ronald Jones is 4,600, why am I paying 4,000 for TJ Yeldon?
1: Exactly. <laughs> uh, let's do a bit of quarterbacks, though. Quarterbacks <clears throat> are really fun. We have the two. Uh, the two hall of fame veterans on the NFC side we have the two uh, young guys in the NFC side obviously Mahomes is <laughs> hall of fame already and already but like on that path pretty easily Josh Allen obviously a, a pretty big breakout year this year and uh, you know a, a really fun year for him um, Mahomes is 7600 and down to Brady's the lowest at 6100 uh, you mentioned earlier Rodgers price kind of makes him really enticing at 6500 um what – uh I think it, it, it depends. With a two-game state, kind of depends what you stack here. Like, I think that you have to decide what you want, which quarterback and, and receiver, and then so receiver coming back you want to stack. Um, that's probably how I build it. But do you have a strong preference of quarterback this week?
2: Um To be honest, the only ones I considered were Rodgers and Josh Allen. Like, I okay. actually – with the way that the Bills are playing, I don't think you're going to get enough out of Patrick Mahomes, which sounds ah. like such a stupid thing to say. But um, – Yeah, you won't you won't
1: regret that one in the middle of the second quarter.
2: I think you're better off taking like uh, Mahomes' receivers instead of Mahomes himself. And I think because of the salary savings for, like, he's comfortably ahead of everybody else. Um, And I think, yeah, I think Rodgers is actually underpriced. Um, and Allen, I think is maybe ever so slightly underpriced if we're using Mahomes as the baseline. Uh, right. and I can use that 700 to 1200 or 1100 elsewhere.
1: Yeah. You can actually use it this week too. Like it's one of those things that you could you can find ways to get better. Would you not, you don't consider Brady at all? Uh,
2: I, I didn't want to play Brady, but I, but the, 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 hmm. like the best reason to play Brady is so you don't have to decide which of his receivers to take.
1: And, that, and the key is that with Brady, that's a good point, but also he does have all those weapons. Like, he's got – and they're using Cameron Braid a lot. Like, he's got five yeah. guys that he likes to throw to, and if, if Antonio Brown doesn't play, he's questionable, didn't practice Wednesday and Thursday, and – it seems minor, but that's a quick turnaround for a, for a knee injury. Um, he's got Tyler Johnson. He's got Scotty Miller. Like I don't think that it, there's a huge drop off if they miss somebody. They still have guys there that they that they like. And Tyler Johnson made a great catch last week in a key part of the game too. Like it was a, a throw that was behind him. He kind of dove and caught. his really impressive play. And then Miller had a, a deep ball too
2: that mattered uh, before the game got out of hand. Are you saying there's I not think- there's not a drop off between Antonio Brown and Scotty Miller?
1: I don't think there's a huge drop off okay. anymore. To be honest. Okay. I'm not a huge Antonio Brown guy right now. I think that uh, I think Brady likes Scotty Miller. He's a better player. He's more talented. But I'm just saying they got, they have depth. Like, yes. I don't think that I don't think if Brown doesn't play like suddenly it's like oh my god what are they gonna do? Yeah, uh, they still have Evans. Still have Godwin. Um, yeah, all right. There's a talent drop off. I get what you're saying, but I don't think <laughs> it's just, think just it's funny to hear. That's all. I know. I don't think it's a huge offensive drop off. Okay. Um, it's a weird week because I, I I can make a point for all four of these quarterbacks. I yeah. think the one that I went to just price wise was Rogers. Um, Tampa got pressure on 44% of his dropbacks in that first game. He was 16 for 35 for 160. So, like, what so they do blocking is just a huge factor in this game. Like, if they, if Tampa was good against the pass late, they were 6.2 YPA the final six games of the season. They crushed Drew Brees last week, although, you know, I think, you know, a lot of that was breeze just did not look good. Being old. Uh, being old. But passing has been the way to get to the Tampa defense this year. Obviously, you know, a lot of that is the fact that nobody wants to run against them. Right. They kind of give up early. But, um, we talked about with the Rams last week, like the Rams were firing on all symbols. Their pass D was off. Awesome. And Rodgers came out and just, just picked him apart. Yeah. Like he could have, could have kept dealing in the second half. if he needed to, he was, uh, you know, 20, 23 of 36 for two ninety six and two touchdowns last week. And that was with the, that elite secondary Devonte Adams was not running free. Like he normally is. Um, so just, Alan Lazard and said, but, uh, yeah, I think Rodgers is my favorites. I looked at it and I I think you're right with the percentages. I, I still wonder with the Aaron Jones thing how that'll work out, but um it's hard to argue against any four of these guys. Like they all they all could put up three hundred and fifty yards and four touchdowns and you wouldn't be shocked.
2: My favorite thing about Rodgers last week was that he had scored a rushing touchdown and also finished with minus three rushing yards. That is beautiful.
1: <clears throat> hey, but, if they're gonna do it, you might as well do it in style.
2: But like that's the thing with him. Like they get near the goal line and like he's either selfishly keeping it or he's going to selfishly throw it to Devonte adams or robert tanyan like that's why I, I like never want to play aaron jones because they get close and rogers just selfishly keeps it they did it last week they had the one
1: yard touchdown to adams and like it, it was a good play like you saw jaylen Ramsey get mad because the other guy didn't shift over but like just run the ball <laughs> i guess aaron donald's there i get it but like they do it every single time it's, jones did score later but uh do you think Aaron Rodgers is likable? Like, he's a tough guy for me to figure out. No, I don't.
2: I saw he that did. he's hosting Jeopardy, though, which seemed weird to me.
1: Yes. he was really good at Celebrity Jeopardy when they did it. He's a smart oh. guy, and then he like donated five hundred thousand dollars to the the bar stool like saving small business thing. You're like, oh, and then he does the video where he calls this restaurant in Chino, and they give him a bunch of money, and he seems really cool. And then you're like, you read things where he's not. He's a he's a he's a weird guy to figure out.
2: I have long thought he's like created his niceness. Like, I don't think uh, he's naturally nice.
1: We drafted Alex Smith over him, though.
2: Yeah. Good story on 60 Minutes about Alex Smith this week for those of Alex, you
1: Alex Alex Smith is a great dude, and the comeback's been awesome, but like, you just, it's hard not to think of uh, if you go Rogers over Smith, then local kid, went to Cal, grew up in Chino. Like, you just had, I don't know. A lot of teams passed that,
2: on Aaron Rodgers. Don't worry.
1: A lot of teams passed on Aaron Rodgers, but we took a, we took a different quarterback, and it's still uh, true. It's tough. Uh, we didn't talk a lot about Josh Allen. Um, obviously, a great year. He's 6,900. Um, he was pretty good last week, but not great. Like, the rushing was not there against Baltimore's tough defense. Only had one touchdown. He was 23 of 37 for 206. So I guess I'd go with not really that great. Not great. Um, but it was first game with only one touchdown since week eight. Yeah. Um, so, like, it, it, it's clearly been rolling, and it just wasn't last week. Baltimore's a really tough defense. Um, he was horrible the first game in Kansas City. There's no other way to put it. He was 14 of 27 for 122, like a horrible YPA right there. You can do the math, and it's not good. Did have two touchdowns. He struggles with pressure. Like, the one thing that he didn't do great this year was he, his stats. His stats, you know, when you look at where he ranks. not Obviously, everybody's stats go down with pressure, but where he ranks goes way down. KC pressured him 55% of the dropbacks
2: the first game. Like, they really got to him. Um, yeah, I just – I'm going to – like i look at the rodgers game against tampa i'm throwing that out i'm going to throw out that other game too just so long ago this team is just seems they're, to be totally different
1: they're a different team there's no doubt about that
2: but uh you know
1: it's interesting to know that they they figured out schemes and ways to get to him in the first game and i imagine yeah. um if they blitz and don't get there though like allen will smoke them like if he doesn't get pressure that it's dangerous so but uh i imagine they're going to bring they're going to bring a lot of pressure i think we'll know by the like three drives in whether whether it's going to be getting there or not i think yeah, we're going to know that's quick fair. on well, they're going to go pretty quick if it's going to be uh, high scoring, or Kansas he's going to figure it out a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, just the the rushing possibilities with him are different than everyone else on the slate, and so that kind of what makes yeah. him a little more attractive for me.
1: And it's a good point because Mahomes has some of that, but uh, lost in the concussion stuff, with Mahomes he was his foot was really bugging him last week, and I don't. It's been weird, like everybody's so focused on the head injury that we don't know a lot about that foot, but like it was affecting him running and passing. And yeah. uh, by the time he got hurt last week, and that's an interesting fact that like. This the scramble plays definitely aren't going to be drawn up for him, but they might not be there. It might be like you know he's going to get out of the pocket for six yards rather than eighteen yards and yeah. touchdown. So it's uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun game. I, I love watching both those guys play. I love watching Mahomes play. Like we're talking about, he's a little overpriced maybe compared to the other guys, but man, he's fun to watch. Sure,
2: for sure, he's got like great weapons. So
1: by the way, it feels about twenty six years ago that they played the Niners in the Super Bowl. <laughs> There's no way that that we were talking about the Niners-Packers championship game just a year ago. Like, wow. Yeah. It seems so long ago they played that Super Bowl. So long ago. It's wild. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe I'm just blocking it out, though.
2: No, it feels 26 years sounds about right to me.
1: Let's jump into the, the past receivers, which is a really fun, like the most fun position this week on the slate. But first a note from our sponsor, BetMGM. Sports bettors know that magic happens when you turn a hunch into action and apply the right amount of expertise. That's why BetMGM is teamed up with Rotowire to offer new BetMGM customers a free six-month rotowire subscription when they place their first bet. Register on the BetMGM app or website and use promo code ROTO, that's R-O-T-O, to claim your first subscription. Once you make your first sports wager, you receive a season's length of Rotowire's unmatched sports insights, Find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks by signing up and placing your first bet today. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, and Jersey. Nevada, Tennessee, and West Virginia only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada. 1-800-GAMBLER, New Jersey, and West Virginia. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone else you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. I think Virginia got added to that state yesterday. By the sure way, sure did. Open, open, open sports gambling. I read a story that California is uh, three years away at best now, which uh, made me feel awesome about that. Mm.
2: I think Michigan starts today. Did you say oh. that?
1: Uh, I said I said Virginia. Virginia, yeah, I Excuse believe me, Michigan too.
2: starts today. Um, oh,
1: nice.
2: Yeah, Connecticut, hoping, still hoping this year.
1: Beautiful. I might have to uh, you, you must have some sort of Luxurious basement I can come, can come live in, right? Please, please Your, your wife wouldn't mind
2: Anytime Just yeah, just to get sports gonna down You guys down. don't
1: have A full house or anything Busy going on there you <laughs> I can fill in on some Zoom calls We'll be good we'll yeah, fine. Perfect, perfect I'll do some I'll do some LOL And soccer podcast To earn my keep There it is That's... Earn your keep Yeah, impressive How many sports you do By the way please. If anybody doesn't watch uh, Doesn't anybody watch stuff uh, Andrew is all over This uh, sports and esports world It's impressive
2: Gotta branch out. You gotta keep yourself busy.
1: There you go. Uh, wide receivers are absolutely uh so fun this week. We've got Devontae Adams, we have Stefan Diggs, we have Tyreek Hill. Um, three of the elite, elite wide receivers in the NFL, three studs. Um, Adams is eight thousand, Diggs is seven seven thousand, Tyreek Hill seventy two hundred. We're talking drafting prices there. FanDuel, interesting. Like I just want to jump back a little bit. FanDuel, uh DraftKings priced everybody down this week a little bit with only with only two games I can kind of get what you want if you it makes a match. FanDuel priced everybody like a regular slate. The, 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 the stud guys are priced really high. It's a, it's a lot harder to get more studs in lab at <laughs> FanDuel there. Uh, Adams is 8,900 there. Diggs is 8,300. Tyree Kills is 8,400. The quarterbacks are especially really high at FanDuel too. Um, I guess my question is, are you going to try and play two of these wide receivers, just one of them? How do how are you thinking about building a, a lineup this week?
2: I think you absolutely play two of them. Okay. And depending on what you do with Travis Kelsey, you could play three of them.
1: I, I think I mentioned earlier, I, I tried to build lineups with three, and it wasn't that difficult. Like, you have to give up something a little bit, but like, you're playing these three, you're still playing Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. It's not like you're, you know, playing Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback, like, you're playing a, an elite guy at quarterback still. Um, do you have a preference between the three? I mean, I think that all three are studs, all three are so involved. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd probably just go Devontae Adams just like off the tough game last week, matchup wise. Like he was nine for sixty six on and a touchdown on ten targets. It's crazy that that's a that's a bad game for Devontae Adams, but um you know, the the Bucks are twenty first in points in the NFL to wide receiver ones, thirty first in the league to catches to wide receiver ones. Wow. So like this has been the way to beat them. Um I like I I like Marquez Valdez Scantley a lot this week too, but uh, I think Adams, if I had to pick one of these three, it'd be Adams.
2: Yeah, I have them Adams, Diggs, Hill. And the only reason Hill is third is because of Kelsey. Like yeah. I think Kelsey's actually third and maybe second. Um but yeah, the I have Kelsey, Adams first.
1: The run of games is insane.
2: Yeah, name. it's just uh Yeah. It's simple as that.
1: Yeah, I mean I think all all three guys are I mean, Diggs is just I mean, he tied a record last week with six plus catches in fifteen straight games now. Like, <laughs> See, that's not targets, that's catches. Like, yeah. it's just nuts. Um, 90-plus yards and 9 of 11, which just doesn't happen for wide receivers. Like, you get guys that have streaks, but then they throw up a 43-yard po- yeah. game or something like that. Just, he has 100-plus yards in 5 of 6. Um, he scored against them in Week 6. He was 6 for 46, didn't do a ton. But like we said many times, this offense is yeah. different than it was then. And, you know, Hill, Hill had another 10 targets last week, 110 yards. Like, he didn't score, but was still really good um didn't do a lot the first game and that it's an interesting stat because you know really who cares about three months ago but the way the bills played this defense was like to not let Tyreek Hill beat them deep and we we mentioned earlier they're going to have to adjust that a little bit because they just they gave up so many rushing yards but he had three targets in week six and um they clearly took the 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 Chiefs only attempted two passes over 20 yards because they didn't have to but um just interesting I think we'll know early like where the safeties are playing what they're going to do but uh uh, his targets have been much different the second half too. They've like gone from like, he's became, he's moved away from boomer bus guy to like heavy target guy, which is huge. Uh, Marquise Brown had was four for 87 against the bill or against the uh, bills last week. Michael Pittman had nine yards week for us. So they've been giving up some decent receiver games, but, um, you can make a case for all three guys. They're all studs.
2: I mean, because they're all studs. Like, is anybody playing Godwin and Evans?
1: I think you're going to have to, cause you're going to need that third and fourth receivers in somewhere in the range. Um, if I had to do it, I'd go Godwin, but I, I'd like Antonio Brown not to play to do that. Like, if, it, if Brown doesn't play, I think that opens up some some targets for Godwin Evans. Evans is weird. Like, he has huge games, and last week he had one catch. Like, it was a touchdown, but like, and they use him so much in the red zone that that's always a chance. But yeah. he had a lot of Jair Alexander last week. I do, I do get the, the or no, I, no, I guess this he, week. We'll see a lot of Jair Alexander this week. Yeah. He saw Mark, uh, Marshawn Lattimore last week as well. And he always struggles against Lattimore. Um, the Packers are your top five in the NFL in, in, in a good way in points and catches to wide receiver ones. Like, this is what they do well. Um, I like Godwin because he's going to be in the slot. Um, Shannon Sullivan is a pretty good slot re- corner for the Packers. But, uh, you know, targets last four games, nine, seven, 12 and seven. Godwin's really involved. Um, he'd be my receiver of the two for sure.
2: I agree with you. Um, but I still don't think like if you go Adams and Diggs or Hill and Diggs, you know, three, two of those three.
1: You go in cheap with your third guy. You, you and, almost and, have to. Yeah.
2: Um, so then it's like, which team do you want the cheap guy from? Like, do you, do you actually play Scotty Miller? Because oh, that obviously Brown doesn't play. Or do you go McCole Hardman? Do you go MVS? Do you go Lazard? Like, I think that's actually a much more interesting conversation. And I think there's definitely a possibility that they're all awful and it doesn't matter.
1: And I think it's more likely that one of these guys pops and that's who wins tournaments for people.
2: That, that I think is correct.
1: Yeah, I think you've got – you mentioned you've got John Brown, you have Beasley, you have MBS, oh, yeah, uh, Lazard, Hardman. Like there's a whole slew of guys down here. Uh, picking the right one is really difficult because it probably isn't like who hits that big play or if Cole Beasley has eight catches or something like that. Like something that going to have to happen. but. Yeah, I mean, a couple of these guys are going to do well. One of them is going to have a big game with a, a long touchdown, or something like that, and you're going to see lineups differentiate by who has
2: the cheap receiver that, that pops. Right, and so are you more likely to take a guy on a team where you have somebody else on that team, or the opposite? Like, if you don't play Hill because you're playing Adams and Diggs, do you play Hardman? Or a if what's that?
1: A thousand percent.
2: Okay. But it, so because
1: if if you're playing a tournament, you're gonna the, the Chiefs are gonna score, and if you don't play Hill, you're hoping that uh, Hardman catches two
2: touchdowns. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so if you play Adams, are you out on MVS or Lazard?
1: I'm not out. I think that you know you're probably gonna have some. You, there's only two games. Like you're gonna have some right. lineups. Or you're gonna have to play some because I really like MVS this week. I think that Lazard's last big game last week kind of helps him a little bit. Uh, he was only four for thirty-three, but he still had eight targets last week. That's yeah. a really good sign. Uh, I get they didn't go to Adams quite as much as they used to as they usually do, but um, Lazard had the big game, so maybe he gets some some ownership percentage there. Uh, the key for me with MVS is Tampa uh, really struggles against deep balls. They were twenty-eighth in the NFL on completion percentage over fifteen yards. Um, you know that's where MVS shines. We don't know if he'll catch it, but I think there's a chance <laughs> that he'll he'll get open. I think they're going to hit him with the, a couple of deep shots. I mean that's the way that uh, the Tampa Bay's uh, struggled this year when they have. Um, I really like the setup for MVS. I like the fact that Lazard had the big game last week. Um, I just like the way this matchup sets up for him. I'm, uh, he's probably my favorite guy down here. Obviously, it depends on who you, who you have, and I like Adams a lot too. But thirty nine hundred, I think the MVS is my favorite guy in this range.
2: Okay, I think that's that's all very reasonable. Um, I am uh, certainly like more interested in him than Demarcus Robinson. No offense. Um, <laughs> None taken. <laughs> And, DeMarcus
1: Robinson, the one guy that can be in this offense is still be annoying and not be good. It's, right. it's hard to do.
2: Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I don't think the Tampa, like the next Tampa guys are bad, whether it's uh, Miller or uh, Johnson, but like obviously those are somewhat bigger leaps of faith. than. And
1: Brown really has like, to not play for that. Of course, reason.
2: of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Hardman, I feel like we've seen enough exciting plays out of Hardman where I'm like, oh, I just need one. So yeah. let me just try.
1: And he played 47 snaps last week. Granted, Sammy Watkins partially practiced on Wednesday and Thursday, but uh, Hardman's been pretty involved in the offense yeah. the last few weeks. He had he only had four targets, but he had 58 yards last week, and you know he kind of flashes. You're right. I think any big play. I mean, if, and if they play a defense where they're really focusing on Hill and Kelsey, like you got to think that they're Andy Reid's so smart. You know, I think they're gonna draw some a couple plays up for Hardman to get him explosive. He could also score on a kick return, which is kind of nice yep. too. Um, but it's just a four thousand piece of this offense is always intriguing.
2: Right. I think that's a nice way to put it for sure
1: what about the the secondary bills guys do you have a a john brown cole beasley preference between the two
2: it's always brown it is for me too
1: (laughs) there's a lot of guys that i like you don't or the other way around it seems like we always both like john brown yes um nice bounce back last week
2: right when i didn't play him um i we seem to be having that tom brady and then the next big game and now john brown and then uh Mm -hmm. the next one he has a good one but yeah i like brown a lot um
1: I did. I did not abandon our boy last week. I played. Oh, two. okay.
2: You're much smarter than me. Um,
1: <laughs> he had 11 targets. He was eight. Only yeah. eight for 62, but like played 46 snaps. Beasley was weird. Like he had seven targets in the wild card game and like looked fully healthy. And then he had no catches last week on two targets. It was uh, probably just the way that the the Ravens defense played it. But they were they very clearly wanted to get the ball in Brown's hand, hands last week.
2: Yeah, I just don't feel like either of them are going to be that bad. That um that popular. That I'm going to be like. I, I'm dead today because I didn't have Cole Beasley, but I, I also don't feel like I'm going to say, like, I crushed today because I had Cole Beasley, but I do feel like it'd be, like, the reason I did well today is because John Brown had 120 and two touchdowns.
1: Yeah, because they're going to run a couple deep balls in the corner of the end zone to Brown that uh, it's a matter if if Allen hits them or not. Right. And, you know, Tampa, Tampa, Kansas is really good against wide receivers. They were top five in, in yards per target to wide receivers. They are they a are good defense against yeah, wide receivers. But, um, yeah, I think, I think Eileen Brown also... Uh, is there anybody else down here that you that you like? And we talked about Gabriel Davis. They joking about you played him last week and he played 26 snaps. I just, I think he's oh, clearly done. like, he, he might hit a couple big plays and they like him that way. He had 85 yards in the wildcard game, but he seems like the fourth option to me here um, with, with Beasley healthy. And then the Tampa guys down here, if Brown doesn't play Johnson's 3000, Scotty Miller's 3400, they, they certainly become interesting if, if, if Brown does not play.
2: Yeah. I think I still end up going with Brown and Hardman before I start going to the fourth Tampa Bay receiver.
1: I I do too. I just don't think that we need them down here. And the key really? is that as we get to tight ends, they're the 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 Bucks are using two tight ends on in, in a lot of uh you know a lot of targets. Uh, both Brait and Gronkowski are both involved. Gronkowski seems to be blocking a little bit more than Brait does, and Brait goes out in the passes. But like you're right, Dick like Johnson and Miller, like you're going to need a big play because I don't think you're going to get eight targets for those guys. Exactly, guys. exactly. Uh, tight end is interesting. We got Travis Kelsey, who is out of this world right now at eight thousand on DraftKings, eighty six hundred on Fanduel. 80-plus um, yards and eight of nine, seven-plus catches in nine straight games. Seven-plus catches. We talked about the dig streak. Like, for a tight end, that, that's just a crazy streak. He was uh, eight for 109 last week with a touchdown, 11 more targets. Um, I think you have to decide before you build your lineup if you're playing Kelsey or not because it impacts everything else you do.
2: I think if he was a wide receiver, we'd play him, though.
1: I cannot argue that in any way. I think he's, he's he's pretty well-priced on, on both sides.
2: Yeah, um, but, like, not that I think... Like I'm not dying to play any of the other tight ends to the point where I'm like I don't want to play Kelsey because I I really wanted to play Cameron Bray. Like that's a that's
1: a big like you joke though, but that's a big part of the reason why you're like I I, I maybe want to make my lineup play Kelsey. so You don't have to play one of these guys because there's a lot of interesting receivers you can play. And if like if you're gonna give me. Um, you know, MVS or Gronkowski. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to take MVS. There's so much more upside there. Like, I just, I think the cheap receivers are so much better than cheap tight ends.
2: I, I mean, it, the the 2v2 two two is very simple, that it's one of the upper tier wide receivers um, and Gronkowski, or I guess it's any of them, Tanya, Gronkowski, Bray I All. can't imagine anybody's playing Dawson Knox, but at 2800 it's a nice salary savings. But like, so you, do you do that, or do you play Kelsey and hardman or kelsey and john brown or any of the guys we mentioned in that range yeah Yeah. it's just
1: the i think everybody's gonna have to do that 2v2 when they before they enter it's gonna be just kind of the way it builds this
2: week right and you're gonna look at it and be like why am i why am i well see that's the thing it's really like i'm staring at a lineup right now that has adams Diggs, and kelsey and it's like the reason I would be paying down at tight end is so I can play Adams, Diggs, and Hill. Like, yep. those are the three because that's what I'm doing with the money. I'm not doing it to pay up for Dalvin Cook because he's not on the slate. You know, like, there's. I, I just... wish he was. I wish he was. I <laughs> um, so I just like, I think Kelsey is going to be just absurdly popular, but like, he should be, and I'm not fading him.
1: If you have, if you build some GPP, you want know, to build some different lineups, um, who of the cheap guys would you prefer? Um, it's an impossible question. It probably depends who gets the touchdown. I do get that, but like, if yeah, you I mean, you get some lineups where you probably differentiate you a little bit. Or If you had to pick one down here, who to it be,
2: it's either Tanya or Braid. like Gronk and Dawson Knox. Just do nothing for me.
1: I am exactly in the same place. Yeah. I, it'd be uh, Tanya had a good game last week. He was four for 60, but only four targets. But he catches, like, every single one of his targets. Yeah. His, his catch percentage is insane. And, granted, it helps when Aaron Rodgers puts the ball under numbers every time. But he catches the ball. Um, Tampa has been below average against tight ends. So I can see that one. Brate's been good the last two weeks. He was fifty last week, four for 80 in the wild card game. Uh, if you look at this, it's clear to me that, like, Gronk is the blocking kind of big play tight end guy. And then Brate's the, like, if we need 12 yards kind of guy. Like, he just he seems like he's more involved in the passing game, but Gronk had five targets last week. He's only one 14, but a couple of those were downfield. So they, they took a couple shots to him, but you have to hit those shots for it to work.
2: Yeah. The, the thing that separates the two of them for me is that um, Tanyan has as many touchdowns in the last four games as Braid has had all season, including the playoffs. Fair. And with how um, Aaron Rodgers likes to throw near the goal line, um, Tanyan's one of those options. Like, yeah. Adams doesn't get 100% of those uh, opportunities. So if I'm going to try to get uh, a tight end who is not going to probably put up Kelsey numbers, I'd at least like the guy who's more likely to score a touchdown.
1: Gronk has five catches the last four games.
2: <laughs> not like, each, too. Right. Like,
1: that's bad. Like He's just not very involved. He was a little more last week at the five targets, but. Uh, it's crazy to me that Breit has eight catches the last two games and Gronk has five the last four games.
2: Just, yeah. Uh, it's like early season touchdowns that make him more expensive. Yeah. yeah. Or more For mid-season.
1: me, it's Tanya to Breit. Uh, Dawson Knox is 23 yards combined in the two playoff games. So, like, he could score a touchdown at work because the other guys don't. But, like, he's clearly he's clearly fifth on my list of the, the tight ends. So. Right.
2: No, no, I agree. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, last, let me get to defense. Uh, some defense is going to make a play to make this work. I don't see anything really to, to break down too much on defense except the fact that I don't think I'm going to play the Bills. Like they're the one that I kind of crossed off. I just uh, I just don't like going against uh, the Chiefs' defense. But they could work too. The Bills have some exciting players. They made they obviously had a hundred two yard interception return last week to totally change that game. But uh, I don't think Mahomes makes that same mistake. I just uh, I, I I have no desire to go against the Chiefs' uh, offense and playing the defense.
2: I think DraftKings should start giving us points for uh, interception return yards.
1: Oh, I like that.
2: That seems more fun. Like why would a that, one that yard? Was,
1: that play was so weird though. Like it was. He he caught it and I was like, oh, that's a huge play. He's gonna get well, he should probably stay in the end zone. And then I was like, oh, he might get to the thirty or forty. And I was like, Oh, there's nobody around. There's him. nobody I around no, him. Yeah. There was a great block on Mark Andrews. Like right when he caught it, the guy kind of chipped Andrews a little bit and like opened up the whole play. It was yeah. like if the guy hadn't hit Andrews, he might have tackled him right away and all of a sudden it was to two. It was God. it was like, weird that the the hustle on the Bills whole defense, like to block guys and stuff. Um, Hollywood Brown didn't want to get blocked, by the way. You see the reverse angle? He was sprinting, and then he's like, yeah, I'm not getting blocked. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, that should be worth more than, like, a five-yard interception return for a touchdown. Yeah,
1: it's a complete game-changer. Yeah. Like, that, that that won that game last week. Mm-hmm. Like I that was going to be—I forget what the score was. It was good, like, 13-13 or 10-10 at that point, and all of a sudden it was a 14-point lead. It
2: was, Yeah, uh, it's over. Totally changed the whole game, yeah. Uh, I have the Bucks because they're the cheapest. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And I think everybody's gonna go here and click on the Bucks because you know they uh, they forced uh, Breeze into four turnovers last week, and more than anything, they're nine hundred dollars less than, than the Packers. They're four hundred less than the Chiefs. It's just you're gonna want to use that that salary for other stuff. And when you could, I mean, you're, if you're playing the Packers, you're still playing against Tom Brady in the Bucks, so like you're playing against a really good offense. It's not like you're taking the Packers as they're facing like the Rams last week, where you know they weren't gonna score a lot of points. Um, it's hard to get to a thousand dollars more when you're playing against someone good again.
2: I think they uh, they obviously would have never done it, but I think they could have just priced them all at thirty two hundred
1: I think it would been, i think that would have been better actually. I like that you just kind of pick who you want, but
2: right.
1: uh to make it harder to click on the on the packers unless because you're gonna want the money
2: yeah no i i mean I think the bucks will actually be the most popular just because why not
1: uh I think that might make me play a little bit of chiefs uh for four hundred dollars more. Sure. I just think that uh they only had one sack last week for turns. but I think that if we're gonna talk quarterbacks in here. We're talking championship game quarterbacks. If I think if someone could get a little bit rattled and, and make some mistakes, it's probably Josh Allen. I love Josh Allen, but like yeah, if that's you're gonna, a fair point. If you had to argue one of these quarterbacks doing something stupid or making a play, <laughs> trying to force something, yeah, it would be Allen of the four, and that's not an insult on Allen. You're talking about three Hall of Fame quarterbacks that he's compared to. So I
2: think that's a good observation for sure. Yeah,
1: so I think I might play some Chiefs to be a little different on defense, and I, I think you might uh, you might get a big play out of that.
2: Could get it anywhere.
1: Uh, yeah you absolutely could you get i mean McCole hardman could return a kick and all of a sudden Chiefs also so you've got that you got that also and i do like uh, that
2: idea of double dipping
1: yeah i do too and uh crazy last week the saints had that punt return that was called back the saints that game could have been totally different totally different i had saints defense in a bunch of spots i'm like oh they'll get to brady he'll make some mistakes yeah not so much but um the punt return getting called back you're like that was that was it right uh, really fun weekend I'm looking forward to games on Sunday this is the you know last week last year I was obviously very excited about championship week because the 49ers were playing um, but the game uh, was not the game against the Packers was over like four minutes in like yeah. it was pretty clear that um, they were going to run for 500 yards of offense but um, fun games like high scoring close games it should be a lot of fun
2: for sure yeah I'm looking forward to it beautiful
1: well thanks for listening thanks for listening today and all season long we will be off next week is that correct Andrew yep we're back for the Super Bowl. We'll do a, a showdown slate for the Super Bowl. It should be a lot of fun. We'll talk, uh, probably talk some props uh, also, stuff like that. I like to bet a lot of props with the sure. Super Bowl. So, uh, with only one game, we'll, we'll make some of that in there. But look forward to that also. Everybody, hope everybody really enjoys uh, the game this weekend. If you want to follow Andrew on Twitter, he's at Andrew. I am at Scott Jensen. If you want to ask any questions as the uh, you know some news comes out, Antonio Brown, Clyde Edwards, Edwards Lair that sort of thing. If you want to ask questions, we'll be there. Other than that, hope everybody enjoys the game. Has a great weekend. Take care.